Welcome back, podcasters, podcastees. Uh, welcome to our third episode. And we'd like to open up with always thanking, thanking, thanking everybody for the positive comments and sharing the stories and following our Facebook page, Normal Paranormal, and our Instagram, Normal Paranormal 817. And just, you know, we just really appreciate all of it. And feel free to keep sending your stories, any questions, anything within the realm, we will gladly respond to you. Um, I want to acknowledge a mess up that people were telling me, even though I know. <laughs> I said I wouldn't say my school's name last time, but I also said I was drinking whiskey. And that's true. And yeah, I had a little flub, but it's okay. We love our school. We weren't saying anything against it. My former principal follows our page, my current principal. So, uh, so far, so good. They know what's up. They haven't listened yet, so we're good. So they don't know what's up. <laughs> we also realized we had some pops, pop, 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 pops, pops. So uh, we, we uh, Denise got us those little covers, like little pantyhose for our microphones. So hopefully we're not assaulting your ears with all our pop podcasts. A <laughs> um, little mini lesson, again, as teachers. Um Para, little etymology lesson, para means alongside of. So we will not only talk about ghosts. I think that's one thing that kind of differentiates us. Um, we'll talk about anything that's kind of alongside of the normal, but isn't necessarily what people would call normal. So today's topic is weird-ass dreams and things. <laughs> think about it. If anybody says to you, I had the craziest dream. What do you, what's the first thing you say, Janice? If somebody says that to you, tell me. Yeah, tell me about it. Pull, pull <laughs> I, up a chair. I want to know. I want to know what's going on in your head. I want to know. Because, Janice, everybody sleeps and everybody has a story. They do. Okay, so first of all, I want to put out this disclaimer. <laughs> and this has quickly evolved into a bunch of disclaimers for every podcast. But um, we are not professional psychologists. Um, I do have a degree in psychology, but I am not certified. I just know some things. So um, if you want to debate or, you know, have some questions or even some insight, please share. We love reading all of those things on our Instagram page and our Facebook page. All right. So um, this one dream that I had when I was younger, this came after I had the incident with the hand coming from underneath my bed when I was a child. And I'm not sure if it was weeks later or months later, I had a very vivid dream about dropping from heaven to hell. So I was on an elevator and I was enjoying heaven. Everything was great. This, I'm like, this is like wonderland. I can't, can't wait to spend more time here. And then as soon as I got comfortable there, I dropped to hell and saw all this misery and death and just, it was just horrible. And it freaked me out. Luckily, before I woke up from my dream, I ended up going back to heaven, but um, this is a, it was a lot to take. And I was only, I would say it was about maybe 10 or 11. It, it was a lot for my mind to take. And so after that, that that 
that had me looking at my closet doors, <laughs> thinking that something was going to come out and snatch me and take me to like the bowels of hell at any given moment. So that was um, a dream that was kind of recurring, but once was enough for me. It's almost like Ebenezer Scrooge. Yes. Denise Scrooge. Yes. <laughs> I didn't need any lessons though at 11. I will honor Christmas in my heart all year round. <laughs> so um, we have seen spiders and snakes and other phenomenon. We've been seeing these things often and repeatedly over the last, what, several weeks, you would say? Yes, yeah. And it was weird because it wasn't just happening with me. It was happening with Molly and another one of our friends. And we would all share our stories in our, our message, our text message thread. And it's like, you saw a spider too? I'm like, yeah, I saw one too. Like it was happening on the same day <laughs> during like the same week or so. And we just kept on seeing them. And, and it was always where they weren't supposed to be. Like mine was in my sock drawer, which I did not appreciate. No, gosh, no. <laughs> I think mine was sitting right by my towel rack in my bathroom. There are no open holes or um, there's no outside wall over <laughs> where that is. I'm like, I wonder where it came from because I've never seen it before. I have to tell you, too, uh, earlier today, there was one on the wall right behind you. And I'm not making that up. Here? Uh, yes. Behind the it's not there now. Okay, it's been God. removed, but it was pretty big. Okay, I'm petrified and of spiders. It's not there anymore. It's not there anymore. Oh, my God. I just thought that was ironic. Okay, well, as long as it's not there, this podcast would have been ended early. (laughs) (laughs) Well, along those same lines, because we're talking about dreams and signs and signs and dreams, um, not only were we seeing spiders, um, I personally, in the summer, would see snakes. And I don't usually see snakes. Maybe the occasional tiny little baby garden snake. But these were full-on three-footer anacondas no i don't know they look like that i mean like yeah long and wide and had scary patterns and just didn't even seem like you know why are they in my little suburban neighborhood we saw one climb a freaking tree and now i'm like why do you even climb it why do you have to be able to climb a tree you're a snake that's terrifying why are you doing that and one climbed over the fence and one was in our backyard like near the pool and like three times I saw these giant snakes and I don't even think they were the same snake. Then the other day it was frogs, all these little cold blooded things. Mm-hmm. Is that saying something about me or us? It's um, possible. I don't no. know. You analyze that. And it was a little frog on my back porch. There was one in the garage. There was one in the front yard and I never see them. I mean, I know they're out there, but you just don't cross their paths. So I started looking it up. Because I look like looking at what different animals crossing your path means. And they all mean the same thing, which is new life and creativity. And I thought that was pretty cool. So we made a podcast. <laughs> <laughs> because why not? Because that's just the ultimate creative. What we do. <laughs> <laughs> Going back into the dream realm, especially of recurring dreams. Now, I haven't done too much research on this but i'm sure some of you are familiar with the the man the man in the dream i think they call it this man or the man um where people around the world were seeing the same man's face in their dream 
Um, I didn't see that man's face, but this is along the same lines because what I saw, I've heard other people talk about that they've seen in their dreams and it's this dark figure and he's wearing a hat and he's wearing a long black coat and you can't really make out his face, but you know someone is standing there. And this happened to me back when I was in college and I was, I fell asleep on the couch after a night of studying and I wasn't feeling well already. So I had taken, you know, I think I took some Sudafed or something like that, but, um, I didn't have a bad reaction to Sudafed cause I've always taken it. So it wasn't that. And I was fully awake still. I was just tired. And I looked, um, to the corner of my room or towards the door of my room in the middle of the night, I guess it had to be around 2, 3 a.m. And I saw this man standing there. Mm. And I'm not sure if I'm the, I can't be the only one. I can only assume that when you're not feeling well or your mind is already distracted by so many other things in the world, immediate danger coming from a you know hooded figure or a black figure Ooh. that could be paranormal in your room doesn't really... Uh, it didn't really strike me as something to be like freaked out over. So I was just staring at it and I, I couldn't really react. I was just laying on the couch. I kept on looking at it and I squinted my eyes and I thought it was just my eyes, my vision. I'm like, I'm not feeling well. It's probably that. So I rubbed my eyes still there. Oh God. And finally, I think I just got to the point where I was just like, I'm so tired. I just don't feel good. And I just closed my eyes and just prayed about it. And I was just, I'm, just, I'm going to sleep. And you know, when I woke up, of course, it was gone. But it was there for, a, I would say, all in all, it couldn't have been more than maybe a, two minutes. But it was long enough. That's way too long. It was long. One second is, yeah, is it, long enough. It just it wasn't going anywhere. It didn't move. It didn't shift. It was just standing there by my door. So Denise just told me this story the other day. And what's crazy is uh, one of our listeners, an old friend, um, submitted a story when she knew we were doing this podcast and she said we had several things happen in our old home like missing items then it would show up on the ironing board in the back when son number one was two and I was about to have son number two son number one asked me if I saw a man in our hallway I said no and asked him to explain it to me he told me he saw a man in a long black coat he had a tall hat and a beard Son number two was born in the next two days on Abraham Lincoln's birthday. I like the little Abraham Lincoln twist. I love a good Abraham Lincoln twist. I'm a little concerned that it's more like (laughs) what Denise was describing. Um, Since this person uh, is wonderful and babysat my children in the the house for quite a while. Um, But yeah, I thought that was along the same lines and just kind of a weird coincidence that she described something very similar. But we're going to go with Abraham Lincoln because I, I, like I, like I like that Abraham better. Lincoln. I like yeah, that better. I prefer my hallucination or whatever it was to be Abe Lincoln. Yeah, thank God for your fever. Just write that off. Yeah. Fever dream. It was a fever dream. And that's exactly what I'm going to call it. I'm going to call it a fever dream. <laughs> it was just it was just creepy. And honestly, before we move on, um, just to, to explain that a little bit further, um, even though I'm going to write it off as a fever dream, that whole hall or floor that I was on in college, it was already had some bad juju with it because um, a girl had committed suicide. I'm not going to tell you the hall. I'm not going to tell you the school. But <laughs> <laughs> a girl had committed suicide and jumped out of the um, the window. 
Mm. And so they were supposed to, and I think they did lock all the windows so we couldn't open them anymore. Um, but that didn't stop weird things from happening on that floor. And that was just one of them. Um, so we're going to move to a different story. So this one is from um, a listener. A listener and a friend. And it's a dream. And this is a dream, yes. Um, so she said, a dream that has stuck with me for 30 years was during a time when I lived in a small condominium by myself. Oops, sorry. <laughs> by myself in the early 20s. In my early 20s. <laughs> in it, I got up in the middle of the night to use the restroom and I could see moonlight through my windows. It was my condo with everything in its place, so I didn't need to turn on any lights, just like you would know your house like the back of your hand. No point in turning on lights. Um, but when I got close to the toilet, just on the other side, between the toilet and the wall, was me <laughs> as a kid, crouched down real small. When I got closer, I could see I was wearing a white nightgown. My younger self then looked up and screamed the most horrifying, <laughs> deep, guttural scream with a distorted mouth right into my adult face. It scared the poop out of me, and I still remember it vividly to this day. Uh, I have a friend, too, who told me along those same lines, kind of an evil version of herself when she was driving in her car, and she looked over, and there was just this hideous, just completely you know epitome of evil version of herself i mean she almost crashed it was so terrifying i have an evil version but she only comes out when i drink tequila (laughs) (laughs) yes okay so more dreams um when i was little i don't know i mean it's one of my earlier memories i may have been seven or eight um so that was in that would be still the late 70s, so a long, long time ago. I'm in a whole other generation from my <laughs> students, <laughs> pretty much. Um, but I dreamed that a man, he had one of those old 70s-style briefcases. You know, you can't see through it. It's just rectangular. It's very businesslike. And he got on an airplane, and the airplane exploded in the sky and just rained down fire and debris and body parts. I'm freaking eight years old. And, you know, I just woke up just horrified. But the thing is, at that point in time, that didn't happen. You know, they would hijack planes, and I know, and they would just leave them on the tarmac. Um, and then they would negotiate with the terrorists. And, you know, they would actually set the people free, if I remember. Um, so to see that, you know, I was just, I didn't know what it was about. And I didn't think about it again until 9-11. And it just, I don't know. I call that my briefcase prophecy dream because it just was very strange that would freak me out i have another recurring dream um that it's my house and this one i didn't have till i was an adult it was my house but i keep finding rooms that had never been there before and it's super cool though it's a good thing i'm like oh my god i have this whole sunroom oh my gosh i have this whole other kitchen and then it's just on and on and on and on. And, I, and then I wake up and I'm like, wait a minute. I don't have these extra rooms. My husband said it represents my mind, which is kind of. It's your mind palace. My mind palace? It's like a mind palace. Like Sherlock Holmes ah. has a mind palace. Well, at least it was 
a good thing. Yeah, I felt good about it. We're going to make it good. Mind Palace. It's the Mind Palace. The Sherlock Holmes Mind Palace. But as you were saying that, I was thinking of Jack the Ripper's murder house. Oh, great. How he had multiple rooms. Oh. And no one really knew Or like the Winchester doing. Mansion. Yes. That, that may be more along Never the lines stop of building. what goes on in my <laughs> <life>. <laughs> I was possessed by the Widow Winchester. <laughs> <laughs> must build more it's just rooms. a bunch of hammers going at all well didn't she do that too to kind of keep the ghost happy or something i don't know that I think story she did well to, enough like, appease the ghost yeah um, they were angry that they were murdered by her husband's That's creation right. and so to appease them she was like For started building reason. rooms to keep certain artifacts i'm not it sure makes, it makes sense yeah <laughs> um maybe it's just time to move on <laughs> maybe at yeah. a certain point instead of yeah just stop building Let's see what happens because yeah. workers were dying on that project i think and I don't know. I just I have a story from the Winchester house, not mine, but a friend. Um, and she went to tour it and you're not allowed to use technology in there. They're just they're real hardcore. If they see you look at your phone, they're going to warn you and kick you out and they don't want any pictures taken or anything. Um, so she didn't. But then when she was walking to her car, her phone just like developed a mind of its own and it started sending all these weird text messages and opening up all these strange things and she couldn't stop it but she definitely felt like it had something to do with that house yeah okay that creeps me out it's like when you tell stories i think about them later yeah when it's dark yeah when it's alone, dark and i'm like, like wait a minute mm, did my phone do that <laughs> by accident or did i just press the button <laughs> like is it me or is it them here's something really scary the first day of school as a teacher, and as a kid, I'm sure, but as a teacher, we have however many first days of school. It just, it doesn't stop. Like, we're late. And we don't feel, yeah, any more confident any year. I don't. No, I don't either. I think every teacher gets nervous about the, because it's the unknown. You don't know what's going to happen. No, you don't. So, many of us have these anxiety-ridden dreams before the first day of school, and I always have one. It never fails. I'm late, like you said, mm -hmm. of course. And then and we teach high school. And when I get there, the kids are all smoking cigarettes. I don't think kids even do that anymore. They're all smoking cigarettes. <laughs> they're making out with their cigarette in one hand. They're up on the desk. They're dancing. They're taking their clothes off. They're just like screaming. And they're like, get out of here, lady. Like it's a we don't party, have to listen to you. Yeah. yeah. And it's just like, I, they don't like I'm talking. And they can't hear me. So, yeah, that's like a nightmare. Yeah. I don't mind never really involved like i'm late of course but they always go along the lines of um the kids randomly like not being in the room they're somewhere else in the school so they're in the hallway they're in the cafeteria they're in the gym but they're never in the classroom and usually when i make my way back to the classroom it's almost like a, a, a like come as you are, come and go kind of thing. Yeah. Like the kids just walk in. And you I'm, have no authority. Yeah, You're I'm here, I'm here to learn. <laughs> but as soon as I want to stop, I'm just going to leave. And that's, those, those are the kind of dreams I have with school. So, yeah, terrifying. Didn't you have a pandemic teaching I nightmare? I did have a pandemic teaching nightmare, but I, I try to push it to the back of my mind of, you know, so many things are unknown during this time and everyone wants things to go back to normal. Of course, teachers do too. Um, but I had my, I guess you would say normal back to school dream, but this time it involved, uh, you know, pandemic style. Yeah, a little flair. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so the kids, they were still coming and going as they please, but um, they were also just like not wearing masks. <laughs> 
and they were of course not coughing Ugh. and some of them were sick uh, not like sick sick but you know just like i don't feel well kind of have a cold or whatever but you know they weren't telling anyone about it and i'm just like oh gosh and so panic mode so that was fun yeah and then we don't even know it's like all new to even think about that yeah i have one we were talking about before we started today um just kind of dreams that many people have, nightmares that are common. And I was thinking about the one with your teeth falling out. Have you ever had that one? Yes. That is the absolute worst, and it's so vivid. Like, you, you poke at your tooth, and it just comes out, I and you can I wake up so happy it. that I have my teeth. Yes. <laughs> but I did read that that's supposed to mean, like, prosperity and wealth. and So sponsor our podcast. No, I'm just kidding. I'm um, waiting for that. You know, I mean, <laughs> but you so can just teeth. feel them falling out. Ooh, yeah. I hate that. And then my last one is, well, first of all, I've dreamt that I was falling and I did not wake up when I hit. I actually hit and squished everywhere. And that's not normal. You're supposed to wake up. Yeah, you're supposed to wake up. That was terrible. So I was very glad to wake up. But I was telling Janice, too, I had a dream, and this is really bad, where I was stabbing someone many times and... Every time I could feel the knife, the pressure going in and how much I had to push and there were sound effects and the blood and I kind of enjoyed it. This is not complete. This is not completely bad. abnormal. It's totally I don't fine. know. I don't think it's normal. It's not completely abnormal, though. But they people say and once again, not a psychologist. I have a degree, but I'm not trained and certified but they say that people that have you know very aggressive dreams where they're murdering people um sometimes they become more aggressive in their waking lives but i don't think that's necessarily true some of those people are just very meek and sweet and kind and that's the only way they can get out their aggression is through their dreams and that's you know that's how they you know relieve their stress and anxiety during their waking lives they just dream about it and that's good enough for them so they don't do those things in life and if that's the way that's going keep at it keep and it in your, he keep had it in your also dreams. he had threatened my kids in the dream so there's that you have to protect your so that's why i was enjoying it so much yeah, yeah. i was a hero for sure you weren't like pennywise <laughs> it wasn't like you were just yes every 27 years <laughs> all the children <laughs> shift gears to numbers we are not numerologists no let's just give a little disclaimer there we are not professional <laughs> yet another disclaimer we, we don't know anything do not know anything about numerology so i um this is okay so we have a we have just what probably everyone already knows about which is a story about movie sets and actors talking about the number especially 315 Anything between three, they say between three and three thirty is like the witching hour. And so, um, I remember seeing behind the scenes of the Amityville horror when they were making the the new version, I guess the updated version, the remake, and the actors and the crew members were talking about going to sleep at night and trying to get some rest and every single one of them waking up at 3.15. And the weird thing was they weren't sleeping at the same place. Like someone would be in a bed and breakfast down the street. Someone would be in their hotel. Somebody else would be in another location because they couldn't all stay in the same place. But that was the one part of the story that was the same for all of them. They would all wake up at 3.15. And that's just... 
that's a wrap for me. I, I don't know yeah. if I would, could continue. And weren't people in the movie, or not in the movie, in the because it's supposed to be a true story. Weren't yeah. they killed at that time or something like that? I think that? so. Like, that's when the person it's too scary for that me to watch. Create, like, not created, but the person who murdered their entire family, um, apparently that's when they officially went mad and murdered everyone in the house. I, and I will say, to make you feel better, th- three in the morning is also supposed to be the hour of enlightenment. True. <laughs> so there's a flip side to that. It could go that. either way. So if you wake up tonight, don't or this morning, don't don't worry. And going with the light side, perfect segue, um, with more numbers, especially the number three. And um, It's Friday the 13th. It is Friday the 13th. Um, a, a few years ago, I had surgery, and the surgery had to happen. And I think once I got to that point where the surgery just was, was going to happen no matter what, um, I was kind of, it was kind of like settling in my mind, but I was still anxious about it. And so this started maybe about two days after I, you know, got the confirmation that surgery was going to take place. I was laying in bed and my, every room has four walls, but the wall behind my head in my, in my bedroom was the game room area. And then of course I had my door and then the wall across from my bed directly across was to the outside of the house. And so the first day, day one, I heard, I was already awake. I woke up cause I was already thinking about what to eat for, for breakfast. <laughs> and I heard three knocks. It was just like, just as clear. And so I'm thinking, oh, well, my dad needs something. And I was over at my mom and dad's house because this is, I'm about to have surgery, so I'm not taking care of myself. So, but um, my, I go outside my room and was like, hey, dad, do you need anything? But I'm talking, as I'm talking, I'm going around in the corner and I'm looking in the game room. No one's there. He's not upstairs. He's not even in the house. He had left. So I'm just trying to make sense of what I heard because I'm like, I know someone was knocking. And so I, then I, you know, called my mom, like, mom, did you come upstairs <laughs> and just all like magically fly <laughs> back down to your room after coming up? And she was like, no, I have no idea what you're talking about, but your dad's been gone for a while to the store. So I don't know where you could have heard knocks. No one was knocking. And once again, she gives me the whole active imagination thing. And so I kind of let it go and I push it aside and then a couple of days later, it happens again, except for this time, it's not behind me. It's three knocks on my bedroom door. And so now different location. And I'm thinking, okay, well, that's definitely someone. So I get up, I go to the door, I open it. No one's there. And once again, I'm asking everyone in the house. Did you need something? Did you come upstairs? And I'm just please, trying to make sense yes. of it. It's impossible. Please say, yes. <laughs> please say you did. And once again, no one. No one has been up there. No one was knocking. And at that point, with technology these days, if I need something, people are just going to call. So I was just trying to find an excuse, and there wasn't any. And so I kind of, at that point, I didn't want to push it aside. I'm like, that's, that's just weird. I'm like, but it's not going to happen again. Whatever. It's probably just, you know my, my mind, my imagination. Well, the very next day it happened again, except for across the room. And I hear it as clear as day, three knocks and it's across from the bed, my bed. 
and that wall is a wall to the outside of the house. There's no way. It's bricks. Mm. There's no way the sound can be heard in my room like someone was knocking. And that's when I knew, okay, it's not my mind. It's not my imagination. It's not someone. It's something, possibly. And at that point, it didn't scare me. It was more of a calming feeling, and I immediately felt safe and okay. So Mm -hmm. I'm... I'm sorry. No, oh yeah, no, go ahead. I mean, I can only assume it was something good. Yeah, Denise was telling me about it um, when it was happening. So, of course, I was trying to research it. And then, you know, you, if you do research it, you see some scary things. So you don't have to tell us. We've heard about the mocking of the Trinity and things like that. But, this was not it. But she didn't feel like that. No. So, you know, just like the 315, it, it's not always something bad. So our sound engineer, who just left the room, but I need him. Um, who's also my <laughs> husband. Um, he, he has a very active dream life. Like he wakes up, he's in a sweat, he's in a panic. His brain just goes into overdrive. And again, these dreams that we're talking about, I mean, everybody has dreams of just whatever you saw that day and it just, your brain makes up whatever, whatever brains do. Um, but this is one that he had that was a recurring dream. He had it probably into his 30s. Um, so I'm going to have him tell that and get a different voice for you guys. Whoa, ho, 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 ho. Oh, oh, wait, wait. Um, different character. I'm sorry. This is just me. So, you know, we're on the low budget uh, podcast, so we have to, to share a mic. So if you, if you need to add any comments, let me know, babe. We'll share the bed. Oh, okay. So... Yeah, I had a crazy dream and and I know now that, you know, it was really kind of based in fear, right? Which is probably a common theme in all our lives. And this started back in, I want to say like 1980. And we lived in Wichita Falls, Texas. I also remember that year. It was 117 degrees in the summer. It was ridiculous. But Anyway, I was in elementary school. I want to say I was in third grade when we moved up there. And so... You know, third grade, fond memories, right? Like, what did you do in 1980 when you're in third grade? You ride a bike. Yeah. And you spend all your time with your bike, and you're polishing your bike wheels, and you're changing your bike chain. And it's like we all had, like, uh, bike gangs, right? You know? Yeah. Molly says she was in chips, right? For the older viewers. So which one were you? Were you Ponch, or were you... Isn't that John? What was his name? (laughs) You know, so we thought we were like a gang. You know, we're like, warriors, come out and play. You know, somebody would carry like a bat. But anyway, bikes were a really common theme in my life. And so at some point, I don't know why, I would go to bed. And I remember, you know, we had the bunk beds, right? And just out the hallway, down the way, you know, mom and dad are watching TV, and back then you didn't have remotes. Anyway, just getting nostalgic. But I would start this dream, and I'm on a stage, and I'm in an auditorium, and it's, you know, typically like my peers, right? Like, uh, you know, all the kids at school. And so there's a bike there on the stage, and then they're calling me up to the stage, and if, you know, you remember back then, you used to take your bike and you'd pop a wheelie up, and then you turn it upside down so you could work on it and stuff. So the bike was sitting there upside down, but upright, you know, 
sitting on its handlebars and, and like the seat or whatever and it would be all disassembled essentially there'd be a frame but like all the stuff is there and so they just look at me and they say you have 60 seconds to build this bike and at that point is when I would just kind of look out at everyone in the crowd and I could feel my face just turning white and you get the chill of fear right and for some reason, I would wake up and I would run out of my room screaming, I can't do it, I can't do it, I can't do it. And I would run out the door to the left down the hallway into the sunken living room, which was so typical oh, in 1980. No. And I would jump on my mom on the, on the couch and I'd be screaming, I can't do it, I can't do it. And I'd be crying. And my stepdad's looking at me. I know he thinks I'm crazy, right? He probably still thinks I'm crazy. If, if you get a chance to listen to this, George. But... Uh, that, that was my dream, and then it kept recurring. And night after night, I would run down the hallway, and I'd run out and scream, I can't do it, I can't do it. And I don't recall when it stopped. You were like 35. <laughs> I swear. I remember. No, I think that the, the dream shifted to after I got married, you know, and I was like, no, I can't do it, I can't do it. Oh, <laughs> oh she's taking the mic. But anyway, it's been great to, to share my dream the and uh, I'm gonna give it back to Molly <laughs> thank you dear thank That's you for sharing that he was 35 that. though and he was in tears <laughs> the bike dream <laughs> now he's gonna have it tonight I'm gonna feel bad all right so Janice what have we learned <laughs> um we've learned um that you should never go to sleep basically I'm just kidding <laughs> so <laughs> no you need to rest um so I'm gonna share a few things that my psych professor shared with us um, back in college as an undergrad. And he said that a great way to record your dreams, first of all, he's, he made us you know, realize everyone dreams. So we were kept on saying, we don't remember our dreams, so therefore, you know, we just didn't have it and blah, blah, blah. And he said, no, everyone dreams. It's just a matter of your mind holding on to those facts and those details when you wake up. So he said the best way to, um, kind of capture your dreams and what you, you know, dreamt about is journaling. So journal and in the, almost like a, a semi-conscious state. So as soon as you're starting to wake up, keep a pad and a pen next to your, you know, your bed on your nightstand, and then just start writing whatever you can remember doesn't matter if it's just colors or objects or a person or something that someone was wearing that you recognize or remember just start writing just in a stream of consciousness and just start and then he also said you could record your voice so if you're not really good at, you know about hand-eye coordination when you're first waking <laughs> up you can always keep a little voice recorder you know by your nightstand or by your bed and start recording yourself immediately just start talking as soon as you wake up to start talking and just start spitting out whatever you can remember, whatever you can recall. And you can maybe pull the details together later. If you're really brave, nope. he said, and he actually strongly suggests that we did do this one time. And I'm just like, nope, not doing that. <laughs> um, he said to record, like tape yourself sleeping. So record yourself sleeping, like an actual video camera. And yeah. so, yeah, me. and I was like, um, no, not, not doing that. Dr. So-and-so, I'm not going to give his name. But I'm like, I'm not doing that. Um, because you just don't know what you're going to see. You don't know what you're going to see. You don't know if you're, you know, on, a, on a light note, you don't know if you're going to be sleeping weird or doing something weird that you don't want to see. You're like, oh, God, I'm surprised I'm dead. 
<laughs> or you don't want to see anything paranormal when you're sleeping because then you'll feel like you're not in control. Yeah, you would never sleep again. You would never sleep again. So, yeah. All right. So that's pretty much a wrap. Um, if you want Janice to analyze your dreams, again, just uh, non-professionally, but just for fun, um, you can email us at normalparanormal817 at gmail. Um, but thank you again. Keep sending us ideas. Um, you know, questions, anything you want, we will get back to you. We'd love to hear from you. If you want to talk on the show, we would love that too, or share a story. Um, but for now, you can either stay Stay here here or or go go to the light, light, but you can't come come with with us. us. So goodbye. goodbye.